Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. I read the preface to this book, and now I must, simply must, read uh, the first uh, writing, the first day's writing. This is from Abide in Christ. And I don't know when you're watching this, and this uh, each of these daily devotionals, of course, are meant to be individual units. But uh, uh, since I read the preface to this particular book the other day, I thought, man, I cannot just give a taste of that book without actually reading one of the chapters from Andrew Murray's 19th century classic, Abide in Christ. Uh, It's all built around this amazing teaching of Jesus we find in John chapter 15. And in this particular edition, which came out just a few years ago, I think it's uh, 2019, you can see right here, the scripture itself for John 15 is there. First 12 verses, which go like this, Jesus saying, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you by this. My Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And so there's Jesus using this uh, exhortation this word abide and i like it that he says abide in not just abide with Uh, abide in there's a a real emphasis in murray's writings on the union with christ and this is something that is of course quite distinctive about the christian faith as opposed to other religious belief systems uh, that are on the planet and that are um, uh, on offer to whomever someone maybe seeking to have some kind of relationship with God. And here's one, uh, the Christian faith and, the, and the, the beautiful New Testament gospel that promises us not just reconciliation with God, but a union with Christ. The object of our faith becomes indeed um, one that we are uh, intimately close with. He knows us fully and he loves us fully as well. Well, what does Murray say? He says, two messages come from the same loving Savior. First, a call, come to me. Then, to those who have heard and accepted that call, a new invitation, abide in me. If you have accepted his call, you have doubtless never regretted it. His word is truth. His promises he fulfills. His love and blessings are yours to enjoy. You've experienced these things for yourself. 
his welcome most hearty, his pardon full and free, his love sweet and precious. You have more than once, since your first coming to him, had ample reason to say, this is more than I ever expected. (laughs) And maybe that's crossed your mind before, I don't know. Well, Murray goes on to say, and yet perhaps you've also experienced a disappointment. You had expectations that over time were not realized. Blessings you once enjoyed were lost. The love and joy of your early life with your Savior didn't deepen over time. It became faint, feeble. You may have wondered why, with such a Savior, so mighty, so loving, your experience of salvation has not been fuller. And the answer is very simple. You wandered from him. Hmm. The blessings Christ bestows are all connected with his command, come to me. They are only to be enjoyed in close fellowship with him. You either did not fully understand or have not rightly remembered that implicit in the call was, come to me to stay with me. To stay with him was indeed the purpose of his call, to come to him. It was not to refresh you for a few short hours after your conversion, to encourage you with the joy of his love and deliverance, only to send you forth to wander in sadness and sin. He destined you to something better than a short-lived blessedness, to be enjoyed only in times of special earnestness and prayer, a passing moment in the larger context of your life obligations. No, he prepared a place for you, an abiding, dwelling with himself, where your whole life, every moment of it might be spent. The work of your daily life was meant to be done from this place of abiding, (laughs) all the while enjoying unbroken communion with your Savior. What was implicit in that first invitation, come to me, was made explicit in the second, abide in me. As earnest and faithful as loving and tender as the compassion that breathed through that blessed command to come to Jesus was the grace infused in the blessed invitation to abide in him. The call to come was mighty and elicited in you a mighty attraction. Just as mighty was the invitation to abide, the bonds with which it would hold you, the blessings you were met with as you came to Christ were many and great. More and greater blessings are there for those who take the further invitation to abide in him. Note especially that Jesus did not say, abide with me. Rather, he said, abide in me. His intent was an intimate, unbroken, complete relationship. He opened his arm to draw you close. He opened his heart to welcome you there. All his divine fullness of life and love were offered to you. You would be wholly one with him. Such was the depth of meaning in his invitation to abide in him, a depth of meaning that is easily missed. Now, this is just so amazing, and I think uh, so practical, uh, really featuring not just or focusing not just in on the 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 aspects of of belief that are intellectual but the experiential as well our relationship with the lord jesus is is meant to be uh, so beautifully and wonderfully intimate 
Murray goes on to say, we think of these invitations as commands, but it's equally fair to say that they are please, P-L-E-A-S. He's pleading with us. Each is equal to the other. The same motivations that caused you to respond to his first appeal may motivate you toward his second. Was it the fear of sin and its curse that first drew you to Christ? His pardon at your first coming and all the blessings that flowed from it would be fully confirmed and fully enjoyed if only you would abide in him. Had you felt a longing to know and enjoy the infinite love you heard in his call to come? That first experience was only a taste of the satisfaction you would enjoy by abiding in him where you would drink your fill from the rivers of pleasure at his right hand. That's just said so poetically and so beautifully, isn't it? Did the invitation to come to Christ speak to the longing you felt to be made free of the wearying bondage of sin? Your longing to experience purity and holiness. Your longing for rest for your soul. Hmm. These really good questions. Um... They sound almost foreign to us in our own day and time, don't they? Perhaps we've been missing something, not asking these kinds of questions. Hmm. He goes on to say, such rest and relief is experienced fully only as you abide in him. Maybe you were motivated to come to Christ by the hope of a divine inheritance, an everlasting home in the glorious presence of the infinite God. One must prepare for such a future, and our preparation for our glorious future happens as we abide in Christ now. Not only that, but we get a foretaste of that future life in our present life if we abide in him. It's a fundamental truth. There's nothing that would have moved you to come to Christ that is not satisfied a thousandfold more in our experience of abiding in him. You did well to come. You do better to abide. <laughs> after all, who would be content after seeking the king's palace to stand in the door? You've been invited in. You have the opportunity to dwell in the king's presence, sharing with him all the glory of his royal life. Let us enter in, abiding in his wondrous love and enjoying to the full all that he has prepared for us. And yet I fear that there are many who have come to Jesus and yet will acknowledge with regret that they have no experience of this blessed abiding in him. I hope that's not you. I don't want that to be me. I know that. Some will say that they have never fully understand or understood that Christ's call to come included this invitation to abide. Others may acknowledge the call to abide in Christ, but considered it an experience beyond their reach. Still others will say that they have tried to abide in Christ, but haven't discovered the secret to it. And finally, there are those who, in all honesty, will confess that they have known but not sought the blessing of abiding in Christ. They were not prepared to give up everything in order to abide fully and forever in Jesus. And so, while their Savior would have gladly abided with them, they were not prepared to stay. Just so wonderfully rich and deep, isn't it? Just a paragraph or two more, and then he has a prayer here I'll close with. To any of these people, I come in the name of Jesus, their Redeemer and mine, with 
his blessed message. And there it is again, abide in me. (laughs) In his name, I invite all of us to come and for a season meditate daily on its meaning, its lessons, its claims, and its promises. I know how many, and particularly and particularly to the young believer, how difficult the questions are that come up when we consider the invitation to abide in Christ. And remember, this man is writing in the uh, uh, middle to late 19th century. And uh, so we think we sometimes struggle with this or that in terms of our day and our time and all that sort of thing. And I assure you, his creature comforts were far less than ours and his struggles Uh, probably much greater than ours. Hmm. There is especially the multifaceted question how one keeps up or is kept in an abiding communion with Christ in the midst of wearying work and continual distraction. Like I said, we are with way more distractions than he ever had, I'm sure. I do not expect in this undertaking to remove all difficulties. Only Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, could do that. But there is power in the mere repetition, the daily invocation of the master's blessed command to abide in me until it settles into your heart, no more to be forgotten or neglected. We would do well to meditate on the meaning we find in the scriptures so that our understanding, the gateway to the heart, grows to apprehend what abiding in Christ offers and expects. This is so beautiful. We will thus discover How one comes to abide in Christ, learn what keeps us from resting in God, and discern what will help us in our quest. We will become increasingly conscious of Christ's claim upon us and come to trust that abiding in Christ, as with all of Christ's commands, is inherent to our full allegiance to our King. Our heartfelt acceptance of this command will be rewarded as we experience its blessings and we will find ourselves compelled by desire to continually abide in him. Come, let us day by day set ourselves at the feet of Christ and meditate on this word of his with an eye fixed on him alone. Let us set ourselves in quiet trust before him, waiting to hear his holy voice the still small voice that is mightier than the storms that surround us. Abide in me. Jesus himself speaks the words. Our souls hear his voice and the message quickens our spirits, giving us the power to accept its claim on us and receive its blessing on us. He closes with this prayer and I will for this day as well. Speak to us, blessed Savior. And let each of us hear your voice. May the feeling of our deep need and the faith of your wondrous love, combined with the sight of the wonderfully blessed life you are waiting to bestow on us, hold us tight and cause us to listen and obey as often as you extend the invitation, abide in me. Let the answer from our hearts become clearer and fuller day by day. Yes, blessed Savior, I do abide in you. Amen and amen. Have a great one. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. 
For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.